Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show. If you're watching this, I don't have much clothing on because I just left the gym. And yep, you're probably going to make fun of me. And no, it's okay, I make fun of myself too. But that it's actually really, really funny. Uh, today's episode is incredibly exciting for me because I've never felt so understood, so seen, so validated. But as an entrepreneur, I struggled for years to understand how to bring my vision to life and how to bring pieces together and to make it work and to have clarity and to outsource it and then use my energy in a very directed and concentrated manner to be able to achieve those things while also loving my business and wanting to be in it, not run away from it. And there were those aspects that I feel like I struggled with for years. And I mean, eight, nine, 10 years until I learned a piece, but couldn't figure them out together. And when I did today's episode with Grace, I was like, oh my God, you see it. I should have called you. It understands. It makes sense. This checks. Everybody needs to hear this. And we had an incredible episode. I was like just excited to listen, to take notes, to absorb it all. Like it felt like a big gift to me. And so some of the notes that I have that you're going to get in today's show uh, is with a friend of mine, Grace Emens. We talk about why energy work can create massive rocket ship, rocket ship change with ease. We talk about how our job as teachers, both for our clients, for our team, for ourselves, is to hold space and have enough confidence to help our students embody it as they create their own beliefs. We talk about the concept of going from go-kart to NASCAR, how giving back from your company and using your business as a vehicle for real change is massively impactful, helpful, how if you're not leading, you're following, how your vision can only be built, designed, and seen by you. And this was the one that probably landed the most for me. And now that I understand, I can help other people do it. But I was stuck up against this. And the way that she talks about it and we talk about it helped me remember and break it down and teach it. So it helps a ton to bring clarity and put the building blocks in place between your vision and how you don't have to wait on logical reasoning to trust your intuition. And I think that one and the reason it's last is that is the deepest lesson for me of the last many, many years, but in my recent reflections, the one that's been landing the most. And so I'm incredibly excited about today's show. I'm sorry I talk so much in the intro. I have dry mouth right now. I'm going to go drink some water. You're going to enjoy this show. I appreciate you. Have an absolute beautiful day and enjoy the episode. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast, where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mind of George Show. And, uh... I'm glad I didn't hit record 30 minutes ago uh, for all the best reasons, because I feel like I'm getting joined on the podcast by somebody I've known my whole life, but I just met 30 minutes ago, and I am so incredibly excited. Uh, I read her bio, and three lines in, I was like, I need to listen, I need to ask questions, I need to take notes, and I just need to be in this woman's presence. Because every single thing rang true for me, from healing to her story, to her degrees, to her expertise, and to how she's using science to literally validate and edify consciousness work and the credibility to it and helping people heal through using her entire story as a way to do it. And now 
I understand because the entire wrapping paper matches the present on the inside, which I was gifted the presence of for 30 minutes. And so I'm incredibly excited to welcome Grace. Grace, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here. And I can totally reflect back that feeling of like, how do we not already know each other? Or do we already know each other? And I'm so excited to have this conversation. I did find out, we did find out that there may be a chance that like my cookbook was in your house at some point. And so we did, we did at some point in our crazy previous lives of CrossFit, paleo and toxic relationships, (laughs) cross paths. So in one way or another, I'm sure, or at SoCal I'm Regionals sure. somewhere. I was, you know, in the stands cheering on, and you're working out. Well, and, and then there were, there were, <laughs> there were. Well, like the that. funny, the year I qualified, I couldn't get back because I was in Afghanistan. I think that was like 11. And then a couple years later, I was still doing it. And then I was like, I am not going to be a professional CrossFit athlete. Like, no, like I'm not going to get embarrassed for three days on a weekend to come in 27th. And then even if I was to ever qualify, I'm like, I'm going to come in dead last and I'm not an athlete. Like this was a hobby, like, no, but I started photographing it. And so then for years, I like, I was a CrossFit photographer mm-hmm. and then I still trained with the athletes. So I was always there. Uh, but it's so interesting because I forgot about that world so much. I know. I know. It was such a huge part of my life first. It was. Years. Well, I feel like it's so big now too. Like I remember the OGs. And I'm like, you knew it was like the core five, right? And that was it. Now there's just so many and it's incredible. But enough about CrossFit, but I think this will lead us to where I want. And so I'm incredibly excited to have you and and just even reading a small part of your story and then hearing what you shared with me today and how you share it and the perspective you have, like just for everybody listening, uh, maybe give some context for kind of what you do now, which is, I think, incredible, and then kind of how we got here with the story of Grace. Yeah, so I guess how I like to introduce myself is I'm a healer, a teacher, and a guide for CEOs, entrepreneurs, high-profile creatives, um, and my spiritual consultancy, Forward with Grace, does transformational energy healing for one-on-ones, couples and groups, leadership and corporate teams. Um, But I'm much more than that. I'm a mother of two little girls. I'm the wife of a purpose-driven CEO. Um, I live here in Topanga Canyon, just at the edge of LA. And I'm a free spirit, a Reiki master, and also a science nerd. And um, I'll talk about all of that in my story. But yeah, that's a little about me I to love start. It. I love it. One quick question before we get into your story, just because I think it'll be huge. When you say transformational energy work, can you just break down what that means for everybody? Yeah, definitely. So transformational energy work is a unique blend of energetic healing methods Um, spiritual empowerment and psychological techniques. And so this is really the culmination of a decade of my own journey, um, both my own personal experience and what I grew through, as well as the training that I received in Reiki was the main energetic method that I learned. And now I'm a Reiki master teacher, the highest level. And then also the psychological and, and, uh, psycho-spiritual techniques that I learned during my master's at Columbia. Um, I was in the first Ivy League 
uh, spiritual psychology program at the Spirituality Mind Body Institute, yes, at Columbia University. Amazing program. And it's all about finding the evidence for the importance of spirituality and spiritual development and growth and how that fits into the context of what we know about psychology and um, well-being from a mind-body standpoint. So that was like the icing on the cake of okay, I, I felt the power of the energy work and my own spiritual awakening and journey beginning. And me being the science nerd I am, I'm like, oh, I have to understand how does this work? Yeah. Like what is happening? Wow. I was a, I'm an engineer by background. So I was like, what? I, I have to understand the science behind this. And I started doing that first on my own reading, you know, the likes of, I'm sure you're familiar, yep. you know, like the Bruce yep. Lipton and the Joe Dispenza <laughs> and um, Lynn McTaggart is one that I love that people know a little bit less about, but she's all about um, understanding the science of intention and and kind of how that is the catalyst for healing. Um, and all of that led me to like, I got to formalize this. Like I need something to to show people the the depth um, of evidence that we have yeah. for all of this. And and so luckily, you know, was able to um, attend this this lovely program led led by Dr. Lisa Miller, who is really the pioneer in the space of um, psycho spiritual. I- uh, so I just have to say yeah. something real quick. Like, I'm just like, I, I'm like giddy and excited over here because what I love so much is that in this work, like when you live it and you experience it and you get a taste on the other side of like what's possible, even if it's a small glimpse, you get so excited to share what's possible. Right. But sometimes it feels so unbelievable and to have science and evidence to back it up, to put credibility, but also even understanding because it's so hard. Like it took me. I, I mean, I think it took me five years to understand what meditation was to a point of like, oh, I can do this. And I was like, oh, it's just kind of being present in whatever allows me to be present in a moment. Right. But it was like for four yeah. years, it was like this thing that I had to do. Right. So I, I love it. And I love your approach, too, because my buddy John Wellborn, who was on the show, big scholar, but he talks about his his concept of like you're the most dangerous weapon when you're pathos, logos and ethos, which is the belief in the spirituality side right? Then the experience, the behavior side, and then the mind side. And literally you're like, okay, I got you. Let's hit every yeah. single bucket and combine them together. And that's the superhero of grace. I love it. I get it now. I get it. Well, for me, I found first, you know, when I was in a place of, of pain and I was at like a, a dark place in my life and I was experiencing anxiety and depression and chronic shoulder pain, like physical pain, and I was burnt out and all these things, like I was seeking for a solution. And I first went to the mind body, you know, this is when everybody's talking about mind body. And I went just yep. like you, I was like, oh, I'm supposed yep. to meditate, right? So I'm trying to do the meditation apps. And I started doing yoga instead of just CrossFit, right? And I was like trying, I was seeking, I'm reading the self-help books, I'm trying all the things. And to me, it felt like I was in the vehicle, yep. like I was in the car, but I wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't clicking. And when I found energy work, it was like suddenly being able to spark that ignition and suddenly taking off on this path of personal growth, um, healing and transformation. And the way I see it was it was the energy work that was able to finally fuel 
that vehicle. So, you know, it's not that the meditation and the yoga and those things aren't good. They're amazing, but like you need it all to kind of click and ignite. And for me, it was the energy work that really sent me off. Like, uh, um, I, I always think of this, um, framework that it's actually, I have the book here cause it's like, um, spiral. Dynamics I literally talk about spiral Be- dynamics all the time. No, shut up. Nobody ever knows what I'm talking about. I literally like, go into, I literally go into companies and I was like, so our goal is teal. Everybody gets to be self-managed and they're like, what's that? So I open chat GPT and I'm like, Hey, can you break down the levels of spiral dynamics for me in an easy to understand way? And I'm like, read this real quick. Right. And they're like, Oh, I, oh, I get it. I'm like, I'm like, God. you're red right now. And they're like, what's that mean? I'm like, you're being a dictator. Nobody feels safe. And they're like, no, I'm like, but there's science here. See? So yes, I know what that is. I, nothing has made me happier. I feel <laughs> so seen and understood. This is like, this is my framework for the evolution of consciousness that we're oh. going through. Like, or this is just ever since I yep. learned it, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense, right? We're in, on this upward tra- trajectory of growth healing, you know, when we grow and heal at the same time really rapidly, that's transformation. And so all of this is just moving us up the spiral. And for me in my own experience, I felt like, you know, it was the difference between um, first trying all, you know, trying all the things and the practices I was supposed to do before I found the energetic component was like, um, walking up a spiral staircase, holding a lot of baggage and trying to make my way up. And then when I found energy healing, it really opened up a whole new world for me because it was like getting on an escalator. You can put your bags down. Oh, wait, we're actually going to like take your baggage away and then think about how much faster you can ascend up that spiral. So it became like this um, shortcut. I mean, I don't want to say shortcut because, yeah, you know, no. there's no, there's no shortcuts in healing, but it was like a activation yeah. that allowed the growth to happen just so much faster. Again, growth, healing happening so quickly, so rapidly that it's truly a transformation. Um, and from that lived experience within myself, I knew right away I need to be sharing with this yep. with the world. Like, why is everybody yeah. not doing this? And that's what I see for the world. I have a vision of everyone, uh, like energetic work isn't a, um, you know, it's not some weird woo-woo outskirt thing. Like this is the next wave, just as we've seen the advent of mindfulness meditation. We've seen everybody getting into, now suddenly we're breaking down these stigmas about mental health. Everybody's in therapy. I see this vision for the world where everyone is experiencing transformative energy healing as just of, you know, of course that's what we do just for existing and how quickly that could change the world. I've chosen to kind of look at where can I change leaders in business and industry and the, in the, you know, the industries they're in and the trickle down effect, it's like trickle down transformation I don't know into their, you know, the businesses, the people that they're impacting, um, the stakeholders of their businesses. Um, but really I see this as such a big, a big movement that can really change the whole trajectory of our planet by getting people, you know, back to 
what really matters. I literally have like 7,000 things to talk to you about. <laughs> like I, I'm like, okay, like we, we got to do your story too. And I'm like, but where, where do we, where do we even go, dear? Where, where do, do we, we begin? begin? No, I trust you. Where okay, do we so, begin? What do you... So I feel like, so in, in a lot of what you just shared, it's, it's actually beautiful and, and you can hear the undertone of, of your story. I think, I think, uh, you know, one thing I want to call out that you said, and I love that you said this because you, you got into this and you had the, you got the bite that got you started. And that is so important because in that, then you found the fuel to keep it going. Right. And I think what's important is like even hearing when you talk for everybody listening, when you talk about, you know, your mindset or your behaviors or your spirituality, and it's never about, you know, trying to change all of them. But if there's one that you find that gets you into action and gets you excited, you bite that one and then you use that to take that progress. So I just wanted to call that out because I think it's just so huge. And it's something that I, I think is uh, very powerful to be reminded of because I want to be reminded of it quite often. And so, yeah. Yeah. I- well, and that's even like the the psychological framework of um, kind of like, thought, your mind, your thoughts, your heart, your feelings, your body and actions, you know, that's the CBT approach. You can make a change in one realm and it's going to have the downstream effects in the other. And so that's actually the classic approach to changing Uh behavior and changing who you are, right? What I found, why I bring energy work into everything I do, and that's the heart of what I do, is it actually allows you to, if you can believe it, and I'll explain a little bit of how, it actually allows you to sort of impact all three of those instantaneously. So then think about instead of waiting for the downstream effects to kick in to start to, to, to make some change, it's like just that that rocket ship like bloop like uh, suddenly all of those levels are leveling up at once because what's the what's the one lowest common denominator between your thoughts your feelings and your physical body what's it's your energy right it's energy it's that's what makes up all of us that's what makes up our whole world it sounds for some reason woo-woo and spiritual, but like this is what quantum physics yeah. tells us. The matter making up your body, what we understand to be matter at the lowest level is just little packets of energy popping out of potential and into manifesting into what we understand to be like physical matter. And that's happening within every cell of your physical body. That's happening within the molecules that make up the biochemical footprint of a feeling or an emotion that's, you know, the thoughts in your mind are just electrical impulses, which is is just energy moving, you know, between your neurons. So really the lowest common denominator to all of this is your energy. So when we can route in at that level, you just are able to make these almost instantaneous up levels that, I find and my clients find really break us through where we've been stuck. Like when you feel like you're in a loop um, kind of, I don't know, maybe you know the things you're supposed to do. You're trying to do the things you're supposed to do, but you just are like hitting up against the ceiling. The energy work sometimes is all you need to break through that ceiling and into that next realm of consciousness. I have, um, I actually have a question and I'm going to give some context because I think this will help. So can you think of like a specific example, like for, um, like with you or with a client where you can give a specific of like where they were stuck and then have that energy work kind of pop to the surface? 
Do you have one of those? Yeah, let me think so of what as you one... as you think for a yeah. minute, I I want to yeah. give some context because you you talked about CBT. So for everybody listening, uh, I had a good chuckle over here because we already geeked out about spiral dynamics and then this part. But CBT is cognitive behavioral therapy. I've talked about it on the podcast. It was one of the modalities that I tried. But um, for everybody listening, you've heard me talk about this before where uh, in Benjamin Hardy's books, in Nicole LaPera's book, Do the Work, in personal development work, um, we talk about be, do, have. In the world of NLP, neurolinguistic programming, it's the logical levels of the brain, which is based on CBT. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So lots of references for what she was explaining just to talk about it because I actually 1000% can't wait to hear this example because I can give you a thousand of edification points for what you're about to share. Because personally, that's been my experience every single time to where from a lens of CBT or behavior of be, do, have, or changing it at a behavioral level to where I would still hit stick points or not make progress, the the energy work around it, like my my practices that get me in tune to those things were the blockages, like the only thing preventing the break. So I just, yeah, huge. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, I have countless examples and for some reason this one's oh, popping to my head. I don't, I don't know why, so I'll just trust that there's a reason for somebody out there or something, but there was a female um, entrepreneur CEO who I worked with who was, you know, she came in like she came in and it wasn't really clear, you know, she just was feeling off. Um, and I don't even think she knew at the beginning why she was seeing me. Uh, she just felt stuck in a lot of ways. The presenting thing she brought up was actually a physical um, situation. Her cycle was off and she was like, oh, maybe I, I Anyway, she's having all sorts of problems with that. She was seeing all sorts of doctors for that. Um, she was having, we found out, I found out later, she was having issues with her business partner and didn't feel like her business was fully representative of what she wanted to do with it, which turned out to be kind of more of a root cause. Um, and she was just really unhappy and just like not feeling well, having, you know, feeling really dark um, those, what we label as negative emotions, the emotional states we don't yeah. want to sit in. Um, so there was kind of like that physical stuff happening, the emotional stuff happening, um, mentally just, just, yeah, she was just feeling really unmotivated, uninspired about her business. And through working together, you know, things just sort of like, it's like shedding these layers and suddenly this person just sort of blooms and we don't even always have to understand like our logical brain always wants to yeah. go to, okay, I, you know, you fix them here and that caused this and this to work. Like sometimes I can't yep. even describe what was the root and what was the symptom. I don't know. But what I know is after a few months together, her cycle was back in sync. She had decided to break from her business partner because it wasn't serving her and she was going to go off and, and start a new business on her own. And she was actively pursuing that um, decoupling of that partnership. And she was glowing. And she's like, I feel happier than I've ever felt. I feel like back to motivated. I'm excited. I just, and I could see the change in her. Like it was like from this dark cloud over her head to literally glowing. And all I can say is, all I know is we did the transformational energy work. And, you know, 
she she also showed up and did did the work she needed to do. You know, she had her morning practices and things. But again, like it, they weren't, they just weren't um, quite able to get her through this phase yep. on their own. And she just needed a little boost. She needed a container. She needed someone to channel in energy for yep. her. That's what, you know, somebody like me is able to do for someone. We're not meant to go through all of this alone. You, a, um, a caterpillar, you know, it needs its cocoon to transform within and to not be held in some sort of container is like trying to turn into a butterfly without yeah. a cocoon house, yep. you know, you need your cocoon. So, um, I was able to, I was lucky and, and blessed to be able to provide that for her. And we don't even, we can't even fully comprehend all of the magic that happens in the middle, but she, yeah, you know, I, walked out the other side of Here, butterfly. Here's, how, can, here's yeah. how, here's how I explain it. Right. Cause I, I, I say to people all the time, I was like, sometimes our job as teachers, coaches is when we say hold space, what we mean by that is to be so confident in somebody's success and in what we see for them that they can borrow some of it as their own until they learn how to create it on their own. And then at the next level, it might happen again. So the analogy I give you is like, if you have a NASCAR race and you go to start it, you can start it with a go-kart or you can start it with like a NASCAR, right? And the difference is, is the energy that goes into it. So to measure how this water falls down, it's that a lot of people go to try to measure, measure the logical task rather than realizing that the tasks are the same but the intensity and intention behind it is what creates the different result. And the energy work is what takes your gas tank from a go-kart with the same behavior that you would be doing every single day to a NASCAR or some level in between by allowing people that hold space for you to borrow some of that fuel. And then what will happen if you've ever seen a video game where you upgrade a car when your coach has walked a race or done something before, their bucket is full and it's overflowing because they're not on that field anymore. So they have an unlimited amount to give you in their containers and then they will fill you until you become a NASCAR. But like the video game, it then breaks. And what happens is the car gets bigger, but the gas tank gets empty again. And so then mm -hmm. when that race ends, it upgrades. And then now you have a bigger car, you have more capacity, but you don't have as much gas. And so then you typically reassess the race, borrow way more gas in the beginning from your coach and you stay a go-kart for a longer period of time. And then that's how, that's how I see it and explain it. That's how it feels mm -hmm. for me. Like when I even for 30 minutes with you earlier and I shared just you reflecting back to me felt like it gave me some rocket fuel in my own beliefs to then go navigate a situation or a few that are in front of me already. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all of what you said makes sense. And also what I, what I try to do with my clients is also connect them. Like I want to as much as possible, not make someone even reliant on me. Like how can I get you yes. connected to your own direct line to yes. source, like your own direct line to an infinite yes. fuel, you know, gas line. And um, for everybody, that's very different. That's very personal. This is where we talk about like the spirituality component. And people have a lot of different connotations with spirituality. Some people get all nervous, like, oh my gosh, you're, you're going to talk about religion. It's like, no, not necessarily. And other people are like, okay, you're going to be all new age and woo woo and talk about that movement. Maybe. Look, there's no... Um, 
there's no one way to be spiritual. What I mean by spirituality is the definition of your connection to yourself on the deepest level and your connection to something greater than yourself, something greater than yourself that gives you a sense of purpose, meaning, passion. And for some people that could be God, divine. For some people that's nature, the universe. For some people that's community or their purpose, right? The the purpose and mission they have in the world. For some people that's their family and their ancestry. There is no one definition, but you have to find that connection for yourself. And that's part of what I help clients do and what, you know, is sort of the, um, the, it's scary. I mean, I mean, um, people say like, how are you able to bring spirituality into the business world, into, you know, um, working with leadership teams and companies? Um, and I think that's sort of the, the power that I have is this ability to see across how all different people it, uh, connect and to understand that those are all real and understand the truth and the commonality between all of that and to bring this to the world in a way that's not, um, you know, it's non-denominational, it's not offensive, but we're also not losing the depth because in a lot of ways, um, you know, meditation and mindfulness, the further it's been brought into the mainstream, it's also been commodified a little bit and it's lost that depth of what the spirituality really meant because we're like, oh, we got to tiptoe around Oh, if we're bringing meditation into the workplace, we better not actually say anything that might feel spiritual. And so I'm kind of towing that line, but I'm my I think my my purpose and my mission on the world is to step fully into the power of it and and help people not feel like they have to shy away. Um, yeah, there's something there for me in the well, world. I mean, it's the number one way to drain any ounce of energy that you do have is to hide any part. And so, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's so credible to what you're, and, and, and I'm so grateful that you broke down, you know, spirituality because I'm actually recording a podcast series right now in the book, the talent code by Daniel Coyle. And it talks about how to find your deep practice and your ignition. And then like, there's so many correlations right now um, that are huge. So I, I love it. So spirituality, I, I like, I'm like, this could be a 17 hour show at this point. So I'm going to, I'm going to go here because I, I am really innately curious. And so I would love to hear now that I have a lot of context and everybody listening, how you work with CEOs and with people. And I'm so intrigued. How did you get here? Because I feel like now I want to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So ah, where to begin? <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I um, I guess we can start. Well, first of all, I grew up in New Hampshire oh, in so, the White Mountains see, of I'm New from Hampshire. Massachusetts. Oh my gosh! Oh, these yeah. connections just yep. keep keep yep. coming. Um, so grew up in nature, and in my big family, I have three sisters, and um, but I had these parents that I mean, my parents are amazing, but they were always very like. They just wanted, maybe it's because they had all girls, I don't know, but they just really wanted us to all be self-sufficient. And it was like, you need to, you know, go to a good school, get a good degree, get a good job where you can take care of yourself. And I, um, you know, I was very 
smart and did really well in school and was a high performer and um, ended up getting into USC into the Viterbi Engineering School, which was like a, a t- is a top ten, the top number in the top 10 engineering schools in the country and um, studying biomedical engineering, which made a lot of sense for me at the time. I loved health and the human body and this like, how does the body know how to heal itself and how to grow and life? Like it was just so amazing to me and still is. Um, And I was great at math. And so it just made sense. So I studied biomedical engineering and, but the more that I, um, was studying this, the more I also simultaneously started getting more and more obsessed with alternate health. And, you know, this is when I'm learning about like the paleo diet and all these alternative things. But I graduate from USC with a uh, job in management consulting in pharma and biotech, you know, the high powered career. My parents are so happy, oh, you know, yeah. like I'm yep. <laughs> like on this path of like, I'm, I'm set, you know, I had my job offer before Thanksgiving break of senior year. Like I was just doing all the things you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do. Right. And, um, so fast forward a few years in and I was, well, we talked about this a little bit before, but um, I'm in a community dating this guy who's a hotshot, um, flying back and forth from LA to New York for one of my consulting clients. I have like an apartment in New York, but I live in LA. And I just was started to get so burnt out. And then my relationship was really not the healthiest. Um, pretty, I would, I would say was pretty toxic. And what I didn't realize was my work was kind of toxic. Um, I mean, not, you know, at the time everything looked good on the outside, but I started to feel really, really, really drained on the inside. I, I was exhausted. I was stressed. I was starting to develop anxiety. Um, in the relationship, there was some infidelity and things. And I just kept getting, I think, my sense of worth and my sense of self were just getting diminished and diminished and diminished until it was causing a breaking point to me physically. Like I developed this really chronic shoulder pain. I, at this point, had like full-blown anxiety. I went to to doctors, you know, I went to medical doctors for the shoulder. I was going to psychiatrists for the mental. I was just seeking help. And, you know, all the doctors were doing were prescribing medication or telling me to get surgery for my shoulder and go on Adderall for your lack of concentration. Like I was just all out of whack. And, um, you know, I think I hit a rock bottom when I was using stimulants to get through my days and uh, like accepting just the worst behavior in this relationship and not being ready to step away. And all of this, like, I went on a whim to see a friend of a friend who had learned Reiki and was offering Reiki sessions. And I just was like, I think there's something for me. I think I thought I was going for my shoulder pain. Like I was like, oh, maybe this will help 
give me relief to this physical pain. And when I showed up, when I experienced this session, it was like suddenly this cloud lifting off of me and like suddenly taking a deep breath. And like, I remember opening my eyes at the end and looking around and like, I felt alive in a way that I hadn't remembered feeling. And I was like, holy shit, I've been walking around like a zombie. Like what? Like it was like that, you know, do you know those moments of clarity moments that you're like, holy shit, what was happening before? Because I just like woke up to my power, to who the fuck I was, to what I'm worth, to like everything just opened up and I felt clear for the first time from that anxiety, like totally lifted out. I, um, after three sessions, the shoulder pain was gone. And all I can say is like, suddenly I was ready to walk away from that relationship. Suddenly I was ready to like, oh my gosh, this job is draining me. I need to set out on a new path. And just everything like started to shift around. And really, I see that as a turning point in my life. I knew right away that I needed to learn as much as I could about this energy healing, like what just happened. And really, it was a turning point to me beginning to create my life from a place of intention and from a place of alignment with my deepest self, with my soul. Before that, I was living off everybody else's expectations and what I thought success was supposed to look like. And this was the turning point where I realized nothing matters except for just living from your heart and your soul and feeling good in your days and being connected to something meaningful and something greater. Like from that point, you know, I walked away from that toxic relationship very soon after met my soulmate husband who is like, an angel in my life. Like he, I, I, when I met him, I couldn't believe he was real because it felt like if I could make somebody yep. up, you know, like if I could make up this dream man, this would be it. And he entered my life. Um, I, you know, since then eventually made the leap out of corporate America into entrepreneurship for myself, which I think was always a path I was meant to be on. And eventually founding my spiritual consultancy, Forward with Grace. Um, Really my first uh, understanding of how powerful this work could be for CEOs was probably through my husband. He is a successful, purpose-driven CEO. He runs a beverage company that's, um, you know, does, I don't know if he would want me to say how much money, but, you know, he scaled up his business over 10 years and they're, um, doing very well. Can we say and what? Can we say I, what the beverage company is? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, Waiakea Hawaiian Volcanic. Oh, water. I love it. Waiakea Hawaiian Volcanic Water. Is it Waia W A I K E A Waiakea? Well, I have to. It is the water I'm drinking, so it's this one. If you ever see the hey, blue bottle, hey, see, you can tell I lived in Hawaii because I spelt Waiakea right. Hmm. Hmm. And you lived in Oahu. I lived on Oahu. I was stationed at uh, K Bay for three years, so I was. Uh-huh. Uh, I lived in uh, primarily Lanikai and Kailua, uh, with a little little bit yep. on the North Shore, Milani, and then some downtown stuff. But primarily like Lanikai. I lived. I remember seven twenty eight Oneava Street. 
I'd go run. I'd go wow. run to Cinnamons for some pancakes in the morning and go down to the beach. But yeah, okay. So yes, your husband yeah, so is the best example. So my husband's family is all was also a was also a Navy uh, family, so that's their connection. But um, well, I I ha- see. I started to help him navigate by getting him back in touch with his intuition, his inner knowing and helping him just always go back to, you know, it's what's the legacy he wants to leave. And this is how he is anyway. He's very, um, you know, his whole company is purpose driven. They're all about the healthy for our customers, the ethical for the community, sustainable for the planet. I mean, he's already this heart centered guy, but everybody needs a little bit of help, like coming back to their center and just being reoriented to their own true North. So you know, anyway, there's been countless times, but in sort of being his spiritual advisor inadvertently, it made me realize like how much power there was to help other people that don't are maybe not married to a Reiki master coach and guide. Um, And since then I've, I've, been blessed to work with, you know, many CEOs, entrepreneurs, um, and, um, and their businesses as well. That was kind of, um, my husband never brought me in to work in his company until I had worked with about, I'd say probably a hundred other top companies. And he's like, huh, maybe we should use, maybe we should use you too. Um, which is funny of course, but, um, yeah, maybe I'll I'll pause I there love it. I, I, I'm sure I no, just talked oh for so God, long. No, oh my God, no, it is it is it is an absolute gift. So because of that, though, I just want to say what's on my heart. Like, I will sleep better at night knowing that you exist in this world. That is all. That is the best way that I can summarize listening to you. Like, just knowing that you exist is a gift to everybody listening. Because um, if you find something that works, you are not going to leave a stone unturned until you bring it into the world like fiercely. And it is so incredibly cool to hear and to witness. So I just want to say thank you for existing. Thank you so much. I really, I receive that deeply and I really appreciate that. And I feel the same way about you and your work. Like I was so excited when I listened to the podcast to check it out and and like just your commitment to what matters and yes, business, but doing business ethically and doing business for a greater purpose and the fulfillment that you can get out of the impact you can have through business. I mean, that's why I get so excited about working with leaders in business is like we have this potential to, yes, you can impact yourself as the individual you have the power to to transform your leadership yeah. team to be more conscientious, yeah. evolved humans. You have the power to transform your entire, you know, workforce. I work with companies and we do corporate wellness and um, this like deeply transformative wellness that now all of you know everybody at their company is is um, has a taste of. And further than that, like you have the ability to impact your customers, you have the ability to impact the communities you work in, you can give back through your company. Like this is a vehicle we have, especially in America, to make real change in the world. Um, So I am so passionate about just helping do that from within 
you know, from the inside. One thing out. I want to say with that, uh, and I love that you said you have the power. I'm going to, I'm going to go straight for the juggler and I'm going to tell everybody that you are influencing those relationships already. It's just a matter of, are you doing it intentionally or accidentally? Because there are yes. only two roles in a relationship, leading and following. And if you're not leading it, guess what? You're following it or somebody else is. Yes. So I, I, I very much agree with you. So I want to, I want to ask some questions cause I love this. Like I, I get, at such a core level, like I, I feel so seen because this is like just such a reminder. And even earlier, you know, when you were talking about how you can't do this alone, just hearing you speak and, and, and reverberating it through for everybody listening, whether, whether you're a CEO by title, a CEO by position, like you're a CEO of your life and, and every single thing that you touch, you have the ability to influence it. And, you know, what I want to say, because it took me a long time to understand this is that when you really cut through to what grace is saying is that your vision can only be built by you and it can only be seen by you and it can only be designed by you. And, and all too often we, we lose focus on that and we get convinced either by the world or by beliefs or by wounds that it should be for somebody else and it should be a somebody else's way. And then we end up presenting it and breaking it down and redoing it. And, you know, it has to be yours. And, and, and I'll, I'll say this until the day that I am no longer allowed to speak for whatever reason that may be, is that all you need to be reminded of is who you are, because the only next choice that really works and that really matters is the one that you choose, regardless of what everybody says, regardless of what they feel. Take them into consideration, but it ultimately has to be yours. And I just love hearing that because, you know, I, I, I remember starting as an entrepreneur. Like when I started, I tell people this now, like I'm so committed to doing business this way because I did it the other way because there wasn't another way. I didn't, I learned by osmosis. I learned through affiliate marketing. I learned through transactions. I learned through upsells. And then the longer I did it, the more I hated it and I couldn't do it anymore. And it like killed me. Like I had to leave the internet for three years before I came back. Like... <laughs> It was like I got sent on some like internet marketing soul quest on like in the Tibetan mountains, right? Like it's it's so important to understand the importance of this, which is probably why I'm like beating it into a pulp. Yeah, no, but it's so true. Um, no, it's so true. And we all come into the world. I, I not just believe, I know. We come into this world. We're all unique. Yes. We come in with this blueprint of our strengths, our gifts, our natural inherent things that we're good at and our dreams and our, you know, your visions and missions are put there in your head for Thank a reason. Thank you. Yes. You're not, yes. You're you didn't not. put them there. You didn't put them there. <laughs> you didn't like there when you have a dream for something like that comes from beyond you, these inspired visions for your life. Like you're, yeah, you're not just making these up like these, there are things that you're meant to do in this life for the world, to change the world that only you yes. can do. And the more that you wake up to that and you realize, oh, my dream is here for a reason. Oh, this strength is here for a reason. This gift is here for a reason. And I can lean into that to create something that only I can create. That's where the magic happens. That's where you have infinite energy to create, you know, motivation. But more than that, you're calling in from like the deepest ethers of the universe, this power. Um, this is where 
you will receive the most abundance, fulfillment, impact is when you're aligned to what you're meant to do in the world. It's just as simple as that. And anything else, right? Any other time you're trying to create for other people, for what you think is just the best financial payoff or what have you, like that's always going to burn out. That's never, it's only going to take you so Mm -hmm. far. Um, so I, th- you know, it's like we all have this highest path in life that's uh, in soul alignment, in alignment with self, with our highest self. And when you can find that path and walk that path, just nothing can touch you. That's just, that's the purpose. That's everyone's purpose of life. And the only way to find that path is from within, from you getting in touch with your inner guidance turning up the volume on your inner guidance. No one else can tell you what that path is. You have to feel it out for yourself. You have to see it for yourself. You have to know that you're walking it. And what a good you know, coach, advisor, healer can do is just help strip away, help you get quiet enough, strip away the noise, help you turn up the dial of that volume. Yep. But it's always your always. own inner knowing. Always. That is going to lead. That's the why way. I use a lighthouse in my analogy for everything I teach, including people, because I tell them, I'm like, my job, I can't get inside your lighthouse. The only thing I do is wipe off the lens. And then, oh, I love that. as soon as it's clear, I help you see that it's not shining as bright as you thought it was. And you need to turn up the dial a little bit, right? Like, it's just, yes. it's just a, a matter of like, you know, for me and even conversations with you and, and, and by the way, I want to acknowledge what you said earlier and I forgot to, and I apologize. Like the whole reason I made a lighthouse is by design to never allow codependency because I tell everybody that the moment you get out of the lighthouse to go save one boat in the Harbor, you have to turn the light off and everybody else dies. And so leadership Mm -hmm. is having the ability to see the boats in the water and hold the light, knowing that that's the best path for them to get there. And you said that earlier, and I just want to acknowledge you because I feel like the pandemic of our industry right now is that people have my answers and they can give it to me. And it's just this plethora of codependency and disempowerment where only the people that are selling it are benefiting. And I just, to hear it and the credibility and the, and the, and the, the, just who you are and what you've done in the world and to hear it reverberated. I want everybody to hear it because this is really, really important to understand. Like this game is for you. No one else, no one can give you the workout. Like they can't make you do it. They can't pick up the weight. They can't put the fork down. And the best ones will say, Hey, we use the same workout programs. Everybody else does because that's where mastery comes from. Here's what's getting in the way. Here's how you get back to it. Right. It's gotta be you. And so I just want to give you kudos because I just, Everything that you shared, by the way, and the more you shared, I'm like, oh, that's why. The only delineation in our path, by the way, is when you went to college, I went to boot camp, and then we're back in the same place now. That was the mm-hmm. that was the divergence, right? Like <laughs> everything else right? matches. Both it all tracks, right? I'm like, oh, I was <laughs> I was in the tracks. same woods in the same nature. Yeah, I I love it. So I I would love to hear, like, for you, like, and now living this way and being this way and, 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 and having this gift of the perspective, like what are some of like your non-negotiables every day and staying connected to yourself and connecting with that voice and that, that like, I'm, I'm so excited to hear. (laughs) Well, mine is really more intuitive because my gifts, speaking of gifts and strengths, I'm just 
I'm deeply, deeply Love intuitive. It. So there's no wonder why that's not a part of the work that I, yep. you know, bring in with other people. But also just it's funny because I'm probably not the best example in terms of like I don't have some – hardcore morning routine. Well, yeah, true. Or this is an example for everyone. Um, I don't, I'm not like the hardcore route, same routine every day kind of person. I'm a little bit more fluid. Um, I also have, you know, I have two young girls. They're three and one. Like anybody who has an intense routine, I'm like, did you have that while you had newborns? And like, what? (laughs) Or you're either you're lying or I don't know how you did it. Because when you have other little people in your household, like suddenly when you go to bed, (laughs) isn't always the same, you know, like you are woken up in the middle of the night. (laughs) My daughter graduated high school three days ago and our and wow. our son is six. And so I'm on both ends of She'll wake me up at 3 a.m. And he'll wake me up at 1 a.m. <laughs> She'll need a ride. Yeah. And he had a nightmare, right? Like it doesn't change. Yes. Yes. So, you know, the more that I've learned about myself and just life is, you know, give yourself grace and listen to your body and like what you need in any given day. And so on my best days, I do, you know, a sauna and a cold plunge in the morning. And I go for a walk with my family in the evening. And where we live is our walks, yeah. our hikes, everything's up and down. And so that's a nice, and I push my girls in their wagon, which is like a 90 pound sled push at this Habit point. Around. So, um, you know, those are like my go-tos, but really beyond any of those are the physical habits and physical manifestations, you know, moving my body, being out in nature, sweating, the cold plunge is doing a hard thing and sitting in discomfort. So these all have reasons. Um, but above all of those, I just have to create space and time to receive is my thing receiving. And so that can happen in meditation you know, in the sauna or outside or whatever, or sometimes that's not clicking and I'm thinking too much. And then I journal and I receive through writing, um, or I receive, I mean, receiving is absolutely what I'm doing when I do self Reiki and energy work on myself. I'm just receiving. Um, so that I guess would be my one thing and kind of the ways that I get there might vary depending on the day. And are we traveling? Are we at home? Are we, you couldn't have given me a better answer. Like when, when you're like, I'm probably not the best example. I was like, oh my God, she's about to give me the perfect answer because like, (laughs) you know, even in, even in, uh, so I have a model I created, uh, called the wedge of expectations. And the two questions are, okay, what are the, what are the things that are important for you to be the person you want to be five years in the future from a skill existence, right? So in their mind, in their body, in their state of being and in their business. Right. But when they identify it, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, on your best day your dream day, what's what you do? They're like an hour workout. I'm like, great. And then I ask them, that's their ceiling. I'm like, on your worst day, like you walk out and every horrible thing that you think could happen happened. But in that moment, you know that you are not going to die and you're going to choose to live. And in that moment, you have the ability to choose your future. What's the minimum that you can commit to? And I call that the floor. And so they have the ceiling and the floor and that's what we call the wedge of expectations. And so I love like that's, that's been a big, big, big one for me. And so in your answer, I also realized that I, I personally struggled for a long time 
because I was dreaming in decades and measuring in days. And so I was losing perspective and focus because I didn't have, I'm like, oh, I can't meditate for an hour. I can't meditate at all. And so I'd get out of practice and further out. And so protecting the outcome and the measurement window and just being in alignment and giving yourself small bites was the thing that made the biggest impact for me because I, I, I had trouble looking in the mirror and convincing myself that I couldn't go for a 10 minute walk outside and I couldn't do breath work for 60 seconds. Right. And I, I made yeah. what Jonah Berger, and I have so many book recommendations for you later, by the way, but a book Jonah Berger wrote, The Distance, The Movable Middle, so close that any time that I was even overwhelmed and I'm like, I can't do anything. I'm like, of course I can do that. Or I just go do it. Right. And so I love, I love yeah. hearing you say that. That was all. That was all. I just want to say that. Yeah, for sure. No, for sure. And we sometimes make these things so hard. Like for me, you know, getting outside in nature and that can be just like walking out your door and getting a breath of fresh air. Like these things don't have to be so difficult and right. They don't have to take an hour, you know, taking a walk outside down your street for five minutes and doing that, you know, by yourself or with a pet or with a friend, but like maybe, um, just quietly and just like noticing what's around you and just being present in that walk. Like that's one of the most powerful things anyone can do on a given day and it's free and it's easy and you don't have to be fit to do it and you don't need to buy anything to do it. And, you know, that's just a chance to like open up your, you know, yeah, just opens up your whole mind and let creativity flow in and hear from your inner voice and just, you know, yeah. anyway, powerful, simple, for, simple. For sure. And so I I, I, I do want to ask a couple of how questions because I'll, I'll use myself as an example because like I am in love with this whole conversation and it could go for the next like 25 hours, but obviously it can't. But there's a few things that keep coming to me. Um, and one of them is yeah. around energy, right? And you talk about the inner voice. We talk about having a relationship with the feelings, right? And the, that energy. And I remember specifically one of the reasons that I would always go to an action or reaction is because I couldn't hold, or it felt like I couldn't hold that energy, whether it was a trigger or it was overwhelmingly positive, right? Either way, Mm -hmm. I would ruminate on the trigger, right? Or run away from it, or I would turn down the celebration and mitigate it. And it was the same intensity just made right or wrong. And I struggled with that for years, for, for absolute years. And I had an incredible coach who helped me through it. But it was almost like I wanted to get better. But every time I tried to take the bite, the bite overwhelmed me. And it was like too hot for my mouth. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. how do you even like, how do you start to develop a relationship when we live in a world that by design is designed for you not to feel your feelings? Yeah. Well, that's one of the things, I mean, when I work with clients, that's something we're doing. We're just creating space where they have to feel their feelings. There's force to sit in their feelings and it's kind of part of it. Maybe it's like a immersion therapy or something where they're like, uh, wait, you just want me to, you know, we get quiet. We're channeling in the energy, but it's all about like kind of opening up and um, allowing those feelings to the surface. But guess what? They don't have to do it alone. They have someone there to help hold it, help hold 
you know, a larger container that then you're within. So if you feel like you're, oh, am I, am I going to drown? It's like, no, I got you. We're here yes. together. It's safe for you to feel this right now because like, I'm going to make sure I got, I'll pull you out. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not alone. And sometimes we do need that. And that's the power of these one-on-one containers and working closely with someone. Um, and, you know, this can be done in groups. We do as this well. at our events too. Um, we And people, people are always yeah. like, they're like, we don't understand why your sales page doesn't have the information on it. I'm like, okay, cool. At the end of the event, I'm going to ask you one question and I want you to tell me what happened. And then every one of them looks me dead in the eyes and they're like, uh, I don't know what just I'm like, happened. I'm like, exactly. Yeah. You, you, right. Like, so I'm just edifying what you say. Yes. It, it, it's, yes. Yep. yep. Definitely. And, um, I'm sorry. I made you lose your train of thought. I do. Well, I, I, no, I, I do. Okay. I do because I was talking about how you hold that energy and build a relationship. And then you led to, well, you be held in a container to to hold it. And I was actually going to yes. let you finish because I have a follow-on question. Well, and the other is, I mean, this is kind of like where that spiritual connection comes in. But like when you find that connection to something deeper that's filling your cup, then you realize that you have a connection to something that's like an infinite. Think of it as... Um, Okay, so there's this analogy that Dr. Uh, Dan Tomasulo was also a professor at um, Columbia, and he's a leader in hope and mm. optimism and all these amazing things, just released a new book. Um, but he used this analogy that I loved about pain and the emotions that are what we think of as negative, bad emotions that we don't like. Um so when you feel pain within, it's like salt in a cup of water and it tastes really salty, right? And you don't like the taste. So the easiest way or how we have to think about healing is it's not about removing the salt. It's about adding more water. Mm. So that dilutes that pain, right? It dilutes the feeling. So the first thing I said is one way to add more water is jump into a container with someone else who has a, you know, they have that bigger cup, they have that swimming pool you're jumping into. And then suddenly the salt water isn't as salty, it's diluted. But the even beyond that is like, how do we teach you to jump in? Oh, well, the ocean won't work for my salt water analogy, but how do we teach you to jump in like the, the infinite pool of fresh water that's available, which is your connection to source, however you perceive that, um, that's like a fresh water source that's forever streaming into your soul. And we understand this at the deepest energetic level. Um, you ever heard about the zero point field? Yes, I have, but I explain it, please. Okay. So the scientists have found that there's this really, 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 really low level field, like basically the, the, field of our entire universe, like the the matrix that makes up our universe is fed by this low level field. They they originally called it noise because they're like, there's this low level amount of energy that's always active. It's like being fed into this matrix of our reality. And so at first they called it noise. But what I think is so, so, so interesting about the zero point field is that means that our reality is being fed by an infinite source of energy that never depletes. And it's literally feeding our very 
subatomic particles that make us up. So we are quite literally drawing from an infinite source. And again, you can assign whatever meaning you want to that. But like, I want to get you to really realize that you have that source that you can draw from and use, let that be your fresh water stream coming in that can dilute any of that salty feeling water, (laughs) salt water. Um, because that's really the like epitome, right? Getting your own personal and and, and here's the thing, like, you know, we talk about being around more water to dilute it. That's as simple as your environment that you're in right now and consuming different content, opening yourself up to different ideas, uh, driving in silence instead of listening to music, walking outside in silence instead of listening to your phone, right? Like, it's just allowing mm-hmm. your radio dial to be like, there might be another station out there. And if it picks something up to tune into it just a little bit, because it's, it's like, as you're speaking, like there's so many things in my brain that collapse and I like laugh at myself. Right. I'm like, cause you think about my whole journey from like, when I read my first book, like you take Victor Frankl's man's search for meaning. You can't like step away from your identity, POW books. Then you get into NLP books then you get into personal development. Then you get into consciousness. Then you get into all of it and it leads you, all to the same place right and and that place is that like freedom is what i choose to call is when you're home when you realize you have everything because nobody can take anything away from you and it's a matter of everyday practicing finding that and when you feel like the lens is a little bit squeaky either wiping it off yourself or realizing you don't have a rag and you find somebody who does and then you borrow it until you get your own rag and then you do it again and that's like the game. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I just yeah. like, I, I joked in a keynote a couple weeks ago. I was like, and I did this just for me. And I was like, how many of you have ever read a fortune cookie that you remember? And they're like, Hey, yeah. I'm like, cool. I'm like, spit one out. Right. And they spit it out. I'm like, how many of you now in reflecting back wish that you just listened to that fortune cookie and did it every single day. And they're all like hands straight up in the air. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the point of my life. I'm at now. We're like, grace, will you just keep reminding me of your fortune cookies, please? Like, always i would love to i i mean that's what i try to for everyone it's so funny these um in sessions sometimes you know things come through that's like they could be the most you know we all hear these mantras and affirmations and like sometimes they we let we hear those and they just roll right off uh, off of us but like just in the moment these things come through that are just these like aha moments of, oh my God, yes. Like I suddenly know what it means to say that, you know, my worth in this world is whatever I believe it to be. Right? Like, I mean, speak about how important transformative energy healing can be for CEOs and the impact to their business. Like when you are the heart of your business, if you're an entrepreneur, you absolutely get this. You are your business. For CEOs, you know, I think there's data from um, not, it wasn't Harvard Business Review. It was, um, oh, now I'm blanking. Hogan, I think, has data that for like the Fortune 500 companies, the CEO has a, is like responsible for 25% of the market value of the company. Mm. And this is also why CEOs like, compensation is like 25% of the compensation of the company. So think about if you can elevate your self-worth as a CEO, as a business leader, and understand that 
your self-worth is whatever you can believe it to be and like truly know that it is. Think about all of the downstream effects that can have on your business and how much your business can be worth. And then the downstream effects of that, of what impact you can have and the change you can make in the world when you are, yeah, elevating yourself. Yeah. You know, what's interesting too, is like when I think back, um, most of my life, I always laid the right bricks, but I doubted the brick because I wasn't connected to that. And now the funny Mm -hmm. thing is, is that I lay the same bricks, except the same bricks work today. And they didn't work back then because of how I choose to see the bricks. Mm. I'm just like sitting over here in my own stillness practice that I do every day. As you talk, (laughs) I'm just like download, 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 download. Okay. Yep. Just keep going, Grace. (laughs) Just, just keep pouring whatever your intuition and download stream is right now. Yeah. No, these, I mean, look, all of the people that I work with for one-on-ones, my like kind of VIP one-on-one clients are all path pavers. They're all paving their own path. Like, um, you know, some people ask me, they're like, wait, CEOs, entrepreneurs, I get that. And then what does that have to do with like celebrities or these high profile public figures? I'm like, all of these people, they're making their own way. They're self-led. They are creating something in the world and they have no rule book, right? There's no one telling them, I mean, it's easy to be in like a kind of business where they tell you do X, Y, Z and you'll get, you know, whatever, whatever out. But no, like there's no rule book when you're paving your own path. And that comes with freedom and that comes with power and that comes with so much amazingness. But it's also a little, you know, can be scary and can be uncertain of like, I'm, as you said, am I laying the right bricks? Are we putting mm-hmm. these bricks in the right direction? Mm-hmm. Like, which way is my path? Do I want to wind my path? Um, so, yeah, it can just be really powerful to get in touch with your inner knowing. You know, there's different languages that our inner knowing uses. And so I help people kind of learn the language of theirs and learn to trust it. Like, it's also just a practice of you don't know how many times I have people say things like, I know intuitively I need to do X, Y, Z. And so I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, so let me stop you right there. You just said, or, or, or no. So they say, I know I intuitively, but I want to do X, Y, and Z. But, you know, I'm I'm not going to because of this. Or, but I'm afraid, so because of that. Or, but I don't have a logical reason for I'm like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me stop you at the first sentence you said. You just said, I know. I know I have to do this. But for whatever reason, because the logic hasn't caught up or whatever, you you know, you're not trusting that knowing. And that's like the first, that's the first problem. Anytime you can tell me you intuitively know, that's your answer. You already know. Like you already know. You told me the answer. So for you to even bring up like, but how do I know to follow it? Like, yeah, you told me, you know, you just told me, you know it. Yeah. It's like having someone bring out, um, you know, I always think of this when people want to then wait for some logical um, reasoning reason to trust their intuition. It's like having a waiter drop your meal that you ordered in front of you. You can see it. You can smell it. You know what it is. And then waiting for 15 minutes for them to come back to ask them, was this my order that you brought me? Like, why would you wait for it to get cold when you can see right in front of you the answer? You know, so um, we get I I'm very passionate about getting business owners, leaders, 
path pavers in touch with their intuition because it's just one of the four ways of knowing. You know, we have logic and reasoning, we have empiricism, we have authoritative knowing, and we have intuition. And it's a gift we were given as humans. Um, I think they say 80, I think it's 85% of the top CEOs use intuitive knowing um, and, you know, of like the Fortune 500 companies. And we also know that our subconscious mind has 26.5 thousand times as much information available in any given moment as compared to what our conscious mind can be perceiving. So what if your intuitive knowing is just your subconscious saying, we already we already did all the math. We already know, like we're doing it instantaneously and this is your answer. And every time we don't trust that and listen to it, um, it's actually like weakening that signal because, you know, it, just like anything else, your inner knowing, it's like a muscle. Yep. You can flex, you can yep. train, you can it's practice. It's your reticular activating and system. Every yeah. And every time you discount it and you say like, oh, that's not important. I'm going to wait um, for these other ways of knowing to, to tell me the same answer. Um, you know, you're not only not training, you're like, I don't know. What's the opposite of training? You're you well. You're basically self sabotaging <laughs> because, like, no matter which way you slice it, you read the power of positive thinking. You do personal development work. You do all of it. Manifestation, quote unquote, is intentionally and aligned repeated behaviors that flex a new muscle, which allow your reticular activating system to find things that were already there, but now see them and integrate them. Yes. and then you do it yes. again. Yes, I, I'm like yeah. all for this. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And it's so <laughs> like this happened today. Like I was literally in my, I do a stillness practice in the shower every morning, right? Like I, I have it dialed and I just had this thought. This has happened twice in the last two days. I had this thought. I was like, God, I was thinking about my buddy Norman. And I was like, I got to reach out. I was like, hey, bro, just thinking about you, man. He's like, yeah, my wife and I were just having a conversation about you 20 minutes ago. How did this come up? And then yesterday I reached out to one of my dear friends and teachers uh, and, you know, just incredible humans in my life. And um, I reached out and I asked for some coaching and he helped me. He mirrored some things back for me yesterday and we hung up. And then I was like, something's open. And I called him back and he's like, actually, yeah, I have a question. He's like, do you believe in like telepathy between friends? I'm like, oh, 1000%. And he's like, okay, I had a vision. I'm like, before you share the vision, I had a dream about you two nights ago. And this is what happened. And this is where it was. And he's like, that's the exact vision I had. And I'm like, okay, got it. So um, can we schedule that phone call? Because uh, there's a reason it's here. And I'm just saying yes. And that was my joke to you before we started yeah, the show. No. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th these things, once you have those experiences that you can't deny, I mean, our own, our own lived experience is one of the strongest teachers. Um, but yeah, I have moments like that all the time with friends, with clients. Um, there's, you know, it's, do you know, Larry Dosey's I'm, work, I'm familiar. The One Mind? Yeah. So his way of kind of the language he uses to talk about the interconnectedness is that, we're really all of one mind, this consciousness that we are all, you know, a receiver for, but like the consciousness being the signal. Um, and so when we can lean into that, we can communicate, you know, our consciousness is our in intrinsically linked and we can sort of um, communicate 
yeah, in ways that don't make sense based off the Newtonian physics understanding of the mind. But um, consciousness is like that field that we all have yeah. shared. So why can't well, like we my but one of my one of my teachers and friends, Stefano Safandos, is one of the best teachers in the world in men's women's work, consciousness, relationships, everything. But we we are like bonded in the soul, and we we're like let's test this, and you know we joke we have homosexual telepathy all the time. I was like, all right, here's the deal: if you're ever thinking that I'm thinking about you, text me the number two, and if you're ever thinking about me, text me the number one, and then we would do it back and forth. And the amount of synchronicities were mind-blowing and we're like all right cool like let's just trust it but it's the reason i say that is like i have had a lot of clarity in my life at many many points and in retrospecting looking back every time i had clarity whenever things would show up and i said yes to them they always worked whenever i denied them they wouldn't work and i'm in this new place of clarity and i was like oh i remember the lesson if it shows up it's not rescheduled it's not put off it's done right now and that's kind of the place that i'm in right now so it's serendipitous timing yeah yeah all right so i want to like preemptively ask if i can have you on the show like three more times at least <laughs> yeah well i gotta i gotta come join okay, you in cool. montana Sweet. i just learned look at that studio i, I, I got and there's, look at that other seat I and can there's be a in. pink there's a pink sofa right there that we can sit in a pink sofa there's pink everywhere there's salt lamps there's crystals there's woo woo there's red uh, lights there's meditation cushions like it's it's kind of like it's call it's calling it's, for it's, me. Ca it's calling yes. for you. Um, <laughs> but I'm just gonna trust my my soul and ask this question because I I feel like this whole podcast and and I feel like I talk too much because everything has just been a gift of receiving a a reminder. My heart is full, right? Like I more than anything, like I feel your energy, like I feel gifted of your energy. And I normally ask this question, but I'm gonna ask it a different way. Um, and so I normally ask my guests, you know, uh, to to think that everybody forgot everything that we talked about and you have the ability to tattoo any wisdom on their soul to take with them forever. But I would never, I'm going to reframe that question because I would never want anybody to forget, but let's say they remember, but you can give them a tattoo reminder of anything on your heart that you want them to take with them forever. It's like you tattooing light on their soul and it's going to go with them forever. And however long, however, what, whatever comes out, I would just love to hear what your tattoo wisdom is for our souls. Yeah, the tattoo wisdom is that your soul is perfect. You were born perfect. You came into this world perfect. There's nothing outside of you needed, nothing you you have to do to be deserving. Your soul deserves, it's worthy. It's deserving of all love, success, abundance, just when you remember that perfection that you always had within so glad I asked you that question. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason we did the podcast. <laughs> right there. Girl, you just tune forked my heart. Oh, Aww. you know, that felt, that felt like the last time I saw my, my healer hair when I walked in and she's like, sit down and she pulled out a tuning fork and just like, ding. And I was like, That's what that felt like right there. Yeah, well, it's it, true. it is, it is, and it's so it's... beautiful. And I just thank you yeah. for the reminder. You are welcome, and it's true for everyone listening as I, well. For all of us, I, I, I literally like I have this in slight insecurity of guilt 
with like owing you so much for just your presence on the podcast today. Oh, you're so sweet. No, this is so amazing. I'm so, this has been truly such a fun conversation. I know. I feel like we okay. could talk okay. forever and ever. So we'll have uh, we, to, we, we'll have we to will because we are on the same page. <laughs> like I just, I'm, my bucket is full. Like this is just incredible. And so, um, I, what's your Instagram? Because I'm going to make sure everybody has it. We'll talk about it. We'll post it everywhere. We'll be sharing clips, but I want everybody to go find you right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's forward with grace. That's forward F O R W A R D W grace. Um, that's the name of my spiritual consultancy. We help CEOs, entrepreneurs, high profile, celeb uh, creatives, and um, really just helping people transform into the best version of themselves so that they can live their most aligned life, which leads to the most success, fulfillment, and impact you can. So go follow uh, if you just want to be inspired, no matter who you are, um, if you want to live in more alignment. And then you can also use the link um, in the bio to inquire um, a con- and request a consultation. Yeah. I'm going to say, if you listen to this podcast, the Instagram's a requirement. Like, uh, that's like barrier of entry, like minimum, like that's <laughs> entry coverage fee for like the, the, the unmeasurable amount of decimal points of value and knowledge dropped, uh, especially in the undertow of everything. So I would say this is a, this is a re-listen and a get ready because they will be around two and most likely around three But grace. I, I genuinely mean this, um, from the bottom of my heart, this was a gift today. I, for me, for everybody listening, I feel honored, humbled, uh, blessed, shocked, appreciative, just so many things. Um, just thank you so much for today. Thank you so much, George. It was truly a pleasure to share this space with you. And the moment we had before we started recording, like I just really appreciate you opening up and letting me hold some space for you. And yeah, I just really mean everything I said, but I I am so proud of the work you're doing in the world. And it's really, really beautiful to see. I can see you shining your light. And that is like the number one thing we're all meant to do is just shine our own fucking yes. light and let that light up the world, I like number one. And so you're doing that and I just can't express my gratitude enough. Well, it's glad I'm I'm so honored to meet a new teammate and it just makes my heart happy. So ride or die, no matter what, it's, I I get it. Thank you for seeing me. Thank you for seeing the world. Thank you for seeing yourself. I, we could do this forever. This was a gift. I just appreciate it so much. So for everybody listening, I, there's no way to put a bow on this except go get on our Instagram, immerse yourself in this, listen to this again. Uh, But more importantly, allow what she said to tattoo your soul and if you need a reminder just come back to that clip close your eyes put it on the car put it on a walk and just remember it's true and any moment you forget it just use it to clean the lens and all you have to find is a sliver of it and the moment you find a sliver just get back to it you're incredible remember that relationships will always beat algorithms and more importantly than ever especially after this episode the one with yourself because you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with it, whether you like it or not. So start loving the gift that it is. We will either see you in the next episode or you will hear us in your earballs. but either way we're out. Thank you for listening to another episode of the mind of George show. 
please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.